Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. It's Russell and Medhurst on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. you do yes you do and we appreciate you coming back for it each and every day right here on the team 980 of the odyssey app russell's on the other side of the board maddie's in the other room taking your calls be courteous to him when you call in at 301-230-0980 and of course the voice you hear that logs on three hours before us none other than the great kevin sheehan we wanted to carry over to get a couple of his thoughts and a great final hour Kev kind of leading into some of the things that Chris and I are going to be talking about today I thought the the you know Dave Spadar back and forth was fantastic on uh, the main issues and one of the ones that Chris and I are going to touch on certainly Carson Wentz has said all the right things as you would expect going into this game against his former team this week but boy that billboard and 20 busloads of Eagles fans, that's roughly 60 to 70 people per bus. That's a lot of Eagles fans that are coming to present a very interesting dynamic on Sunday. What do we make of what this is going to look like inside uh, that friendly bowl over there in Landover? Is that what it is? It's 20 buses with 60 to 70 people that's, on board? That's what I That's what I looked up. And, well, that's uh, only, it's only 1,200 to 1,400 Eagles fans, right? I mean, I'm not saying that there aren't a lot of Eagles fans driving down by themselves and not jumping on a bus, which, by the way, would have been my preferred travel method, uh, is I can make it down here in two hours from Philadelphia, sure. so I'll, I'll take that route. And, by the way, a lot of Eagle fans just in town. I don't know what the stadium makeup's going to be Sunday because I was told like three weeks ago from someone in the organization that this game was actually going to threaten being a sellout and I said well what's the breakdown and they said not what it's been in recent years so I don't we'll we'll find out Sunday but it wouldn't surprise me if it's a 50-50 or a 60-40 
Washington to Philadelphia breakdown, which of course it hasn't been in recent years. What do you guys think? I, I think I, I think it will be more commanders heavy than people are expecting it. I'm along the lines with you. And I think the reason for that is because there was a lot of late momentum that this front office kind of built and engendered with the fan base, um, with still the diehard fan base, number one, that boosted the season tickets. We knew that the season tickets number, however you compute that, Kev, was higher than it had been, which is not a very high bar to jump over, but we knew it was higher. And more importantly, I think the exciting win in week one, and even though it wasn't pretty, and even though there was a huge lull on offense, I think people got jazzed up and excited about Wentz and the and the three receivers, really the four receivers if you include Logan Thomas. And I think some people that are burgundy and gold, not only diehards, but casuals that saw that on TV or were there at FedEx two weeks ago, went out and bought some extra tickets that normally they would have been, eh, wait and see, eh, you know, maybe, maybe not. I think they got jazzed up. I, th- I think we also, and I haven't talked about this, but as you were talking, it just reminded me. There's been so much discussed about, like, you know, concession prices and the cost of a beer, et cetera. But the truth is, on the ticket prices, there are deals to be had. And yes. the team has really discounted a lot of their uh, t- ticket structure. They had to. Um, you know, the deal for, you know, season tickets and club level seats, even the premium seats, is a much better value proposition for the t- ticket uh, buyer than it used to be. I mean, Jason's been very aggressive on that front. They've had to be They've had to, to be. try to attract some of those people. But um, yeah, um, I think I think it will be different. Look, what did they have? Maybe 20,000 in the in the stadium last year for the second game and probably 15,000 of them were Eagles fans. Literally, I think that's what it was. I, I think we're going to see 60,000 this week or more. And kind of, I'm with you. I think it's a 60-40 Washington split. But I, but these things are sometimes hard to predict. And Philadelphia is the one fan base more than any other. I guess the Cowboys, where sometimes it's just alarming uh, the way they take over this particular stadium, and uh, you know, year in and year out. Kevin, what do we make of the fact that when adversity has struck this year, Carson Wentz has shown us that ability to put it behind him, as Chris mentioned after the lull. Uh, against Jacksonville when they needed to make a play. They did it after the just, I mean, the whole unit stunk in the first half. It wasn't just Carson. It was a a unit uh, loss in the first half against Detroit. They answered the call, though, in the second half, and they got back uh, in the football game. I'm not sure there's a bigger piece of adversity, though, on the Carson Wentz career than uh, being jettisoned from a city where he was darn near the MVP of the league had he not gotten hurt in the year that they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think, you know, Pete, it's like uh, too many people, and it's pretty much more of a social media thing, obsess over how you feel about Carson Wentz and, and how do you feel now. Like, you know, everybody wants to be right. Let's just sit back now and look at real games. We've got two of them, you know, and be and try to be as objective and forget about what we thought before the season. He's been pretty good. I mean, and not only that, to your point, he's been really good when he's had to be good. You know, they were up against it down 22 to 14, mm-hmm. and it looked like the thing was falling apart. 
in the moment after those two interceptions. And he comes up and he maneuvers in the pocket versus the blitz and he finds Logan Thomas on a third and eight and then throws a touchdown pass dime on a bomb to McLaurin and then leads the game-winning drive. And then last week, after a first half that I really thought was as much about him being under siege, although Cooley yesterday really said Carson didn't help himself out a lot either in that first half, nor did Scott Turner, and it was kind of on all three of them. But the second half he had, 21 of 29 for 278 and three touchdowns and 27 points, you know, to get them legitimately back in the game. I mean, it was 22 to 15, and we were yes. still in the third quarter. And they in couldn't that game. get a defensive stop to save well, no. them, which is part of the reason why I think Ron went for the two later on. And, you know, we can talk all about that. But that, I mean, as soon as they got any momentum, the defense just couldn't wait to give it right no. back. Yeah, they, uh, they couldn't get, they I, couldn't get a stop. Let me ask you this, because I, I bump in and out of, of your show while I'm driving. You know, I got to talk to my kids and all that. So I miss things. Uh, Wentz, uh, Pete, Pete said the other day, the biggest key is for Wentz not to turn the ball over. I think we would all agree that that's the biggest key for any offense, any team, any quarterback, what have you. But he's got three interceptions already at seven all of last year, right? And he could have had another one. They dropped that weird uh, flea flicker bomb type thing that should have been another interception, all that stuff. Are you concerned at all? At all about A, any of the turnover stuff, B, how much pressure this horrific defense and special teams and the lack of a running game is putting on Carson Wentz. <laughs> I love you. You're the only um, one, Kevin, but, because nobody in Twitterland <laughs> loves right. the rooster. I can All tell right, you well, that let, much. Let me let me just let me just say this. Am I concerned? Actually, the net net of it is I'm actually I've been impressed more than I've been concerned with the overall offense and the potential of it through two games. Now, with that said, you know, the interception at at 22 to seven where, you know, he's got a couple of big completions and now he's feeling it. And look, there is a Rex Grossman-esque quality to to Wentz. He he wants to, to he wants to throw the ball down the field. He'll take big risks. He'll make some bad decisions. If you go back and look at that play, he's trying to fit it in when the linebackers never bit on the play action. And that's just a tough throw. He was high on the throw, but it was a tough throw to make. And Dotson on the check down is wide open for a catch and run of 10 plus yards. And see, that's where you know, and Cooley pointed this out to me yesterday on my podcast doing the film breakdown. That's where Carson Wentz has to grow because that was a big play in the game. They had some momentum. They they scored quickly on the opening drive, and here they are. They're on the move again, and he's feeling it. You know, he's feeling it, and he made a bad decision there because you can't make that throw, as Cooley pointed out, unless that play action legitimately works and pulls the linebackers up, and there's a hole on that seam route. There wasn't. And Dotson's sitting there by himself. So if he, those things are going to get him and this offense in trouble. But at the same time, they've got the capability where they haven't had it since 2016 or 2017 right. of you know coming back after making mistakes with, with really good offense and really good quick strikes that can keep them in the game. But you nailed it. I mean, defensively and the special teams on Sunday were a mess. But defensively... You know, it's going to put a lot of pressure week in and week out on this offense to really move the football and score points. Kevin, they were aggressive on offense in the offseason, and that certainly looks to be uh, paying dividends. However, 
they were a complete 180 and just as passive as could possibly be on defense. And right now, that looks like a train wreck. You know there's not many people on the street at this time of the year that can help you. I think Ridgeway, you know, might be a guy that actually can step in and help them a little bit from a depth standpoint uh, right now. Otherwise, this is what they have. There's not much coming in unless you make a trade of some kind, and we know how rare trades are uh, in the National Football League in season. Is the defense salvageable at all in your mind at this point? Well, I mean, we got to wait to see if there's any difference with Cam Curl back in the lineup. I think they believe that there's there's going to be a difference, especially uh, when he's in the box um, and they've loaded up the box against the run. Because right now they're getting gashed, and and that's a real concern because all of the teams they seem to play this year are run-first teams, and they didn't have that last year. We don't know what Chase Young will look like when he gets back. Um, John was certainly banged up and not at 100% on Sunday, but you're right. I mean, what they have is essentially what they have, unless they pull off some big-time trade for Roquan Smith, which I don't see happening um, because he's got to get paid, you know, and and they still are going to have to pay Sweat and and Chase coming up here um, in the next uh, year to, to year and a half, so... You know, look, they've had a lot of reshuffling to the offensive line, right? And the position coach, John Matsko, has done a really good job since he's been here of of figuring it out with sometimes, you know, uh, the the sum being greater than the parts. And that's what they're going to have to put on Del Rio and the the defensive staff. They're going to have to figure out how to make it work with what they work. And I'm of the belief, and I don't know if you guys have talked about this, uh, you know, maybe Jamin Davis at this point, and the reason they've been so public, you know, th- that he's just, they're not getting through to him. But you know what? To me, there's a better chance that he's part of the solution than a big part of the problem moving forward. He's got talent. He's got speed. He's aggressive. Figure it out. Put him in positions where he can succeed and help you rather than banging your head against the wall about him playing his responsibilities or him playing this scheme. Um, A lot of this is going to come down to, I think, the staff. I mean, I don't want to hear... Uh, you know, if, if they if they get shredded again on Sunday, but more importantly next Sunday, if they get shredded by Zeke and Pollard and 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 Lamb and Cooper Rush, I don't want to hear offense, that yeah. it's not the scheme. Yeah, you know anymore, Kev. You know, you mentioned Damon Davis on Tuesday after the Monday night, uh, you know, Eagle domination of the Vikings. We, you know, we were talking about okay, how are they going to you know deal with Jalen Hurts. Jamin Davis was the guy that I think both of us kind of identified. Not, you know, again, not sure how you feel. Uh, as you know, if you're going to have a quote unquote spy or somebody that basically is assigned more towards making sure J- uh, Jalen Hurts doesn't get away from the pressure and flush away and break your back that way, it probably would be Jamin Davis because if you put him in coverage on wheel routes, screens, whatever it is, choice routes against Gainwell, against Sanders, against Boston Scott, against a tight end, he's going to get carved up. But if you let him just be aggressive, if you let him go downhill, he's had two sacks already. One was taken away, and he almost had a third on the third and 15. If you let him be aggressive, I think that's your best shot at this point with and I want to see the defense, oh, by the way, be a lot more aggressive. I want more man. I know Kendall Fuller can't play man. You know what? You know what's happening? They can't play zone either. Play more man. Be more aggressive. Yeah, you know? the problem with man this week is that all turned. of a sudden everybody's turned and Jalen's running down their backs. Well, that's why um, I say you play man with basically yeah. a mirror concept of Jamin Davis underneath. 
Here's the thing, though. You know, like the, the the spy thing, you know, is great. Like back in the day, even, you know, they always spied Randall Cunningham. I mean, going way back in the day. But you don't have what you have now offensively in this league. The amount of RPO, the amount of zone read, and, and Hertz's, you know, p- uh, p- uh, ball faking and ball handling ability and decision making. Like, I'm already envisioning, and I talked about this earlier on the show, they better be super disciplined because if not, it's going to be one, you know, mini chunk to big chunk play after another. Can't you see it right now where, you know, it's it's an RPO and he's out on the edge and he just, you know, it, people are dropping and he runs for eight yards and he slides. Or, you know, there there's some contain and he dumps it off to Goddard for 12. Like, the, watching them the other night, his decision making is much better. Obviously, the talent around him is better because Sanders is healthy and they've added A.J. Brown clearly. That is maybe the best offensive line in the league as well. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of our fans know that because they watch our team yeah, and right. not the rest of the league, but you're going to watch maybe from left tackle to right tackle the best offensive line in, in football, and it's a dual threat, you know, uh, attack, and discipline is everything, uh, and tackling is everything in space because the Eagles are going to be in space a lot. Um you know the spy thing. We'll see because all it is, you know, it, it's it's really in the in, in the RPO stuff and a lot of the zone read stuff. The edge guys that have to be most disciplined. Kevin, we talked about and and I thought you brought it up appropriate with Dave Spadar during the course of your show. If you all missed that, go back and catch it on the podcast. Excellent breakdown of the Commanders Eagles game, especially as it pertains yeah, to the he opponent. Was good. He was fantastic. Yeah, but you you hit it right on the head. We all thought because. Our first impression on Nick Sirianni was this stumbling, bumbling fool who looked like he was not qualified to stand at a podium, let alone coach a football team. And that staff blew us away last year. They were expected to win five or six games, and, of course, they went to the playoffs. Jonathan Gagnon's defense, everybody's – who's Jonathan Gagnon's defense has been fantastic. Are you buying Philadelphia as a strong, strong contender here, uh, not only for the division but certainly for the conference as well? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I don't get a lot of these things right, but I I had Philly last year as one of my major uh, prop bets at one and three. I bet him to make the playoffs, and this year I thought they were a legitimate NFC Championship contender. And I think you know after two weeks, you know I'm not sure they're not the favorite in the NFC right now. Tampa defensively is so good, and I think we haven't seen the best of the 49ers yet. Um, but yeah, absolutely, I'm buying Philadelphia right now. All they needed with that roster and the upgraded roster in the offseason where Howie Roseman did another phenomenal job is for Hertz to take that next step. And it didn't need to be a massive step, Pete. It needed to be a small step where he improved his decision-making, especially from the pocket when he's got to throw from the pocket. Um, and we'll see how that plays out. And my guest this morning, you know, uh, Spadaro said that, you know, we may not know that until the postseason, but, but before this season started, I said if Hurts is just a little bit better, this is a 12-win plus – this is a 12-plus win team, and I think they're really, really good. And I think they are so difficult to defend, and I don't think we've seen the best of them defensively because there are a lot of new faces defensively, and it may take them a while, but they've got talent on defense as well. 
Many of you already listened to the great Kevin Sheehan from six to nine no, here on the. Are you not? Are you not the great Kevin Sheehan? I'm not the great Kevin Sheehan, but I, I am I Kevin mean, Sheehan. I mean, I I think. I, I, would you like me to say the fantastic Kevin no. Sheehan? No. The no, but, omnipresent but get, Kevin get Sheehan. To, get to your next question. Six to nine, Monday through Friday on the Team 980, preceding Russell and Matt. Now Hurst, you know course, what I go through, Kev, every day for three hours. <laughs> right. Of course, next the Kevin question. Sheehan podcast as well, which you can check out. Um, and hopefully, this is the first of many uh, regular. Uh, visits. I want to do this uh, more as as we kind of uh, go throughout this football season because it's always great to have your perspective. But here's one thing uh, I want to tee up. Pete and I are going to talk about this team not playing with their hair on fire. You had a great statistic um, about how many times they've been double digits at some point during the first half over the Rivera. Jack Del Rio era, I think it's like 18 out of 35 games. Uh, I've talked about how terrible they are on opening drives. Kev, we're going to get to all that. So just uh, so I appreciate the research that you did. So we're going to use that. I'm not asking you about it now because I know how you feel because I was listening. But here's what I wanted to end with as we run out of time. Your Terps are 3-0, and baby! Yeah. And they mauled SMU down the stretch. No, they were that was, well. That well, they was... were no, no, no. On that last drive, they were yeah. physical as you know what, and they took over that game when they had to have it, which is something Loxley was worried about. He told Pete and I that a couple of weeks ago that whether they could be physical, whether they could win a game in which they had to run and and run against a decent opponent, and they did that on that final drive last Saturday night. Yeah, tomorrow is a completely uh, – I know. Saturday, excuse me, is a, is a completely different animal. The good news is Michigan has played just three horrific college football teams, and so this is a legitimate test for them. Um, at Maryland's offense is actually really good. I, Loxley was on with me last week, and, some, and, and I've asked him this over and over again, and I hate doing it because he hates hearing it, but – They've got discipline issues with penalties. They had 15 penalties last week for 141 yards. And he said, you know, there's a difference of penalties of aggression versus penalties that you can sort of control. And it's 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 a lot of both of them. And, by the way, SMU's got a receiver um, that is going to be, uh, uh, I, I think he's pushing first-round territory. But tomorrow it's all about discipline against Blake Corum, who's one of the best running back, young running backs in the country, J.J. McCarthy, who's Who's taken over that uh, starting quarterback job for Michigan? D- defensively, they're going to have to get some stops, or Michigan's going to have to make some mistakes for Maryland to have a chance. Offensively, we'll see. I mean, they they're really talented guys. They've there's a lot of NFL talent on that offense um, yeah, in College is. Park. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you're facing maybe one of the top three, four, or five defensive teams in the country in the Big House. But uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait for 12 o'clock on Saturday. Agree right here, with, by the way. Yeah, agree, agree with you 100 percent on Rasheed Rice. By the way, for yeah. SMU, that guy's an absolute stud. So I thought it was a great test for them to see Mordecai and them before playing Michigan because. Uh, you're going to see J.J. McCarthy instead of uh, Cade McNamara, and I think McCarthy certainly brings a lot more to the table uh, for Michigan as well. Kevin, appreciate you sticking around uh, for the few extra minutes this morning uh, and enjoy what uh, should be a pretty good football weekend. All right, boys, thanks for having me. The great Kevin Sheehan. No, stop. (laughs) The very talented Kevin Sheehan joining us here as uh, we hope to have him in a couple of times uh, a month here uh, to hold over, especially as we head into these football weekends like this. And look, it's going to be a great football weekend. I mean, you got Maryland, Michigan, you got Virginia Tech, West Virginia tonight. That's going to be an interesting, like we talked with Joe Miller yesterday. If you missed that conversation, hit uh, the podcast up because we did, uh, what, about 25 minutes of college football. Football, right? Yep. Which was you know, long for us. I mean, I I know you love college football. I like college football.
football a whole lot. Kevin uh, likes it. It was a really good conversation. We ended with that game, Pete. That It's going to be such a fascinating contrast of styles because you know Virginia Tech is going to try and grind it out, play defense, play special teams, keep that game you know, probably in the low 20s. And yet West Virginia, could. I mean, if they're on their game, they can giddy up and maybe get into the 30s, you know, mid-30s. It's a contrast. It's a big of game styles. for Neil Brown. I yeah. think. I mean, Neil Brown. I think is coaching for his career. Uh, he'll get another job somewhere else. But I think he's coaching for his West Virginia career in a game like this tonight. I know it's not a Big Twelve game, but it's a regional game oh, yeah. that it's a regional game that West Virginia fans care about. Mm-hmm. So if you win it, you can get a little bit of. You know, you can get a little bit of that good feeling back within your fan base. But if you lose this game to Virginia Tech, then I think Neil Brown's in serious trouble. Uh, at West Virginia. That's a tough way to open up, though, right? Was that Kansas game in uh, at home that they lost? I'd have to look I'd have that to up. look that up. But, but still, the to fact... To open up at Heinz, or whatever they're calling it, a center field or whatever the hell they're calling it now, uh, in Pittsburgh, in mm-hmm. the backyard brawl, and then to have to go to Lane Stadium on a primetime, you know, not a noon, cent, not 11 a.m. last week against, uh, you know, whatever uh, East Bumble, you know what, university. Uh, no, no, no. This is primetime, 730 Lane Stadium. That Kansas game was at home. So that they game lost, was so at they lost that Milan Pusker Stadium. Right. So giving up 55 to Kansas yeah. is not a way to keep your job right now. I mean, Kansas uh, got if a you're Neil very Brown good offense. Virginia. But... Yeah, I mean that, well, Lance Leopold's done a fantastic yeah. job in a short amount yeah. of time. Coming up, Carson Wentz facing his old team. Does that really mean anything? Because it's, 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 not, it's not like he was in Philly last year and is facing Washington this year. But there was a good marriage there for a while. You know, they had a marriage. They, they had some kids together, and, you know, they had a lot of good feeling. And then all of a sudden, that good feeling kind of went away. You know, the, the city kind of started to cheat on Carson a little bit. So Carson ended up leaving town. Does it mean that much to him? He said all the right things this week. He's taken the high road, been the classy guy. In Philly, we got the billboards, and we got the bus loads. So those folks are coming to see Carson. They want to see him really bad coming up on Sunday. Let's hope Big Red has something for him. Your thoughts on that part of this uh, and maybe Carson, you know, being super jacked up uh, to play well in this football game. 301-230-0980. We're off and rolling. It's a Thursday morning show. It's Russell and Medhurst right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. That's how you get to us. Carson Wentz versus his old team. That's the obvious storyline this week. What's the storyline? Maybe that we're missing. Is there a storyline we're missing in this Carson Wentz soap opera? And oh, by the way, and and I, I'd love to sit down and I, I don't I don't mind Jim Irsay. I'd sit down and have a beverage with him and talk a little business of football and everything like that, but. You know, how's that working out uh, right now in Indianapolis? Matt Ryan's played one good quarter of football. One. The fourth quarter of the Houston game. That's it. That's the only good quarter of football Matt Ryan's played uh, in the two games so far uh, in Indianapolis. And they're sitting there at 0-1-1 because Houston could not could not close that game out. Otherwise, they'd be sitting there at 0-2 and, and looking mighty darn mediocre uh, in doing it. So <laughs> That's a different debate that we have to have. Later on in the show, because I mean, boy, are these fans crazy? These fans are nuts. I mean, they they're like putting a pitchfork in Matt Ryan, like he is Dunsky forever because he's had a rough first game and a half without Pittman and Pierce. I mean, please, Pete, we need more time for that. Let, let let's do the Wentz thing first, okay? Mm-hmm. Here here is the best way I could ask it. I said, um, so I was doing the uh, this crossover Thursday episode for the Locked On Commanders podcast. So, like every Thursday, we talk to the corresponding host of the opponent's podcast, right? So it's called Crossover Thursday, right? And 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 this guy Louis DiBiase, who works for Odyssey uh, in in a different market, right? Uh, or, or used to, I guess, whatever. Anyway, so I said, he, he kept bringing up, oh, how jacked up Eagles fans are, you know, for Carson coming down on the buses. We've all heard, you know, again, we talked about it with Kevin. And by the way, thanks to uh, Kevin for doing that. Hopefully we can do that on a regular basis because I thought that sounded good. I thought that was a good uh, conversation on a myriad of topics uh, in, you know, 15, 16, 17 minutes to start the show. Anyway, I said, you know, I do a daily three-hour radio show in D.C., and this was yesterday afternoon when I, when I recorded it. It's out now. Uh, you can listen to it on Odyssey, uh, on Odyssey, watch it on YouTube. I said, we haven't talked about this once. We have not talked about Carson Wentz going back against the Eagles once until, on the show, on our show, right? The first time I talked about it, 
was with this guy yesterday afternoon. We have not talked about it until now. Why? Because to me, and I'll just start with the opening salvo, I care about 15,000 other things than Carson Wentz and his revenge tour against the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll give you one other thing. I care a little bit more, not much more, a little bit more about Wentz going back to Indianapolis later on this year than I do about Wentz playing against the Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday. I care a little bit more about Wentz going back to Philly from Monday Night Football and how hostile and hopefully how not horrific that environment is going to be for Wentz. I care a little bit more about those two than I care about this and this week. On the list of things that I'm worried about, that I care about, that I'm interested in, Carson Wentz going against the Eagles week three at FedEx Field is a zero for me. I, I thought, it, look, if this game was in Philadelphia, that'd be one thing. And I thought it was funny. Kevin asked Dave Spadaro because they booed Rager when he went back to uh, catch a punt the other right. night. And Kevin asked Dave Spadaro, you know, would, would Philly fans boo Carson Wentz? Oh my gosh! And yes, Dave, and I think Dave was kind of you know surprised by the question. He said, "Are are you seriously asking me that question?" And and I, I, I look Philadelphia fans. We know boo everybody. Okay, no one is immune to the booing uh, in Philadelphia. If you're not one of their own, you're getting booed. It's that simple. Uh, those who stay, those are loyal for the most part. If you play well, you get cheered. Donovan now, McNabb was traded from the Eagles to the Cowboys uh, to the Redskins after making the playoffs. In 2009, we got eggs thrown at the buses. Yeah, the charter buses coming down sure. with Donovan McNabb week four, 2010. I mean, that, I, I mean that that's not that absurd for Philadelphia, but they booed Donovan McNabb like you. Donovan McNabb didn't leave Philadelphia. I mean, he wasn't happy in Philadelphia with you know the whole situation, right? There was some fraying around the edges, but. It's not I'm, like Donovan McNabb was like, get me out of here. Right. Uh, screw you guys. I'm giving him well, think about this, you know, though. anything like that. Think about this, though, Chris. There are ways to handle this. Okay? You know, you got Carson Wentz taking the high road uh, this week and all the things that he said, as you would expect. I mean, he he's definitely a classy guy from that standpoint. And then you have the Amonra St. Browns who want to, you know, uh, be diva-like and, you know, uh, openly chastise everybody that potentially overlooked him or anything like that. Carson could come out and say, "Yeah, you know, I want to. I want to make these guys regret, uh, you know, sending me out of here uh, to Indianapolis." You know, but he, he's not. He's not doing that. He's taking the high road. And not only that, Chris, he's equipped to play well. He can play well in this game, and Washington can still lose the game. But he could acquit himself uh, very well here. And and I think to me, that's that's part of the storyline here is. Does he try to do too much because he's internally eager uh, to show Howie Roseman and the Eagles that you know, hey, uh, this could have worked. You know, I'm still, I'm still capable. I'm still the guy. That's what I'm scared to death of. Does he try and be? What have we talked about all offseason and since the trade? He tries to play hero ball. Is Carson Wentz, no matter what he said yesterday, Pete? Can Scott Turner save him from that, though? I don't know, because I think Scott wants to push the envelope, too, but see, here's as, the, as we but, saw last week right, in Detroit. Right, and I understand, your, I understand your concern. You tend to play things offensively more on the conservative side. But you know what? To beat good people, you've got to be aggressive. 
To I beat agree. Philadelphia, you have to take your shots. Your strength is throwing the football right now to those three receivers, Antonio Gibson out of the backfield. That is your strength Can right now. Can we not do that in a more conservative manner? I'm not asking to run the ball 60% of the time. Again, I've made that very clear. Can we not get, you know, like everybody was up in arms that Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson didn't have a touch or a target until late in the first quarter, early second quarter against Detroit, right? As they should be. I mean, as as they should be. Can we not get them a touch or a target at the line of scrimmage or around the line of scrimmage on a slant, on a smoke, on a tunnel screen, on something? Can we not get the ball out of Carson Wentz's hands so he's not a sitting duck, so he's not sitting there with that space thing mm-hmm. that everybody's using because Robert said he's a space thrower? Yeah, of course he's a space thrower. He's six six and he's got a long windup and a long release, and he's got a howitzer for an arm. He's got everything. Yeah. But we can't have that if this offense offensive line is not going to be able to hold up. And the only reason why the offensive line played better, in my opinion, in the second half is because Aiden Hutchinson had a bad wheel. It wasn't because they all of a sudden figured it out and got great. Yeah, maybe they figured out a couple of stunts, a couple of twists, whatever. Great. Congratulations. Five sacks and a safety later. Five three and outs and a two and out, including a safety in the end zone later. Congratulations. Way to go, and, guys. And by the way, you just to me, you hit on one of the, like I said, I think the, I think the as much as we want to say Eagles O versus Washington D, Washington needs to match Philadelphia here. And Washington's offensive line is the key to doing that because last week was not good. And when you, with the potential of shuffling, you know, obviously more parts now because you know Rulie is out. Right. You're, you're still not sure who's the center. Good which, sign that Schweitzer returned in full yesterday. Which so means, that was good. but either way, if he plays, that means a new right guard. Yes. So, uh, well, I mean, they had already because of Schweitzer's injury, they already had to move to Trey Turner. Yeah, but Turner, I, he's not he's not good so far. It, I, clearly, a I think he's playing hurt. Yes. Or, or or not ready because he missed right. all the camp. He's either hurt or he's not good. Yeah, I'm going to lean hurt because that's Hope what so. kept him out of camp for a while yeah. there. So he's still playing his way uh, into game shape. But for Washington's offense to match Philadelphia in this game and put pressure on the Eagles, that offensive line needs to play well. And maybe to your point, maybe Scott does go to a little bit of, of a shorter passing concept early just to get the offense into the game in this situation. Because the last thing you want, the last thing you want is a tipped ball and a turnover early in the game that gives Philadelphia that life and that confidence. Because as we've seen, Philadelphia is a massive, it's a quality front runner. When they get on top of you, they they get away from you. They don't let you linger around. You know, I mean, Detroit scored a couple of touchdowns late in the game and still w- was not close enough uh, to make that make Philadelphia sweat a little bit. You know, they 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 gobbled up a good offense this past week uh, in Minnesota. So we we can argue the the merits of Washington's offense and Minnesota's offense, and Washington's familiarity, obviously playing a division foe because they play them twice. You know, we could we can argue that you know small uh, piece of the pie. But this game, this game clearly comes down to Washington's offensive line being able to protect Carson and allowing him and that offense the time they need to develop those explosive plays that could potentially keep them in this game against what is a very good Philadelphia football team, as we've seen through the first two weeks of the season. Carson Wentz versus his old club. Your thoughts on that angle and what is it going to take for the Washington O to keep up with Philadelphia this week? 301-230-0980 and, of course, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.
All right, we'll start with the commanders who are going to hit the practice field for practice number two of three. Uh, in Ashburn a little bit later on this morning, Wes Schweitzer, the commander's likely starting center, did indeed return to practice, as we just mentioned, after missing the game in Detroit and all of last week. Cam Coral was a full go. So was Jonathan Allen. So that's a good news, especially being that it was a Wednesday. Of course, we have full game day coverage beginning at 9 a.m. right here on the Team 980 uh, with Earl Forsey, Craig Hoffman, Logan Paulson, Denton Day, uh, Linnell, Doc on the post game, and everywhere in between. Uh, always live and as well free on the Odyssey app Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock at FedEx Field. Meanwhile, trouble in Boston. How about this? Imi Adoka, the head coach of the Celtics, who just completed his first season in charge and led them all the way to the NBA Finals, is facing possible disciplinary action and could be could be suspended for the entire year or much of it, according to Adrian Wojnarowski of uh, ESPN and also the Athletic chiming in, saying that there was a violation of organizational guidelines, apparently, Currently having a relationship with a female office employee uh, as the speculative or reported uh, transgression for Emi Adoka. Meanwhile, Phoenix Suns and Mercury owner Robert Sarva, uh, we'll be talking about this later on, announces he has indeed started the process to sell both franchises after the league suspended him for a year and fined him $10 million last week. And that's what's trending. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Do people still care in Philadelphia uh, to, you know, I guess rub it into Carson Wentz to get revenge on Carson Wentz? <laughs> Guys, do, do people care? I'm literally going with a thousand people, and I'm not exaggerating. A thousand, a thousand people on a bus trip to DC to boo Carson Wentz. That's See, exactly what we're doing. I knew. There you go. the uh, The Philly fanatics are coming down I ninety five via two ninety five to the Beltway. To, do, do you think they know how to get here? Oh, I'm do, sure. do you think they know how to use a GPS? I'm sure they do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna you know st- why? I'm gonna start punking Eagles. Fans you know why? Because bit. they have an independent bus driver who is paid to know how to get here. How ironic it would be if somehow those buses all got lost because the lead bus went the wrong way. You know, like if they wound like up just circling the Beltway yeah. on Sunday morning, you know, <laughs> and wound up in like you know Front Royal. Yeah. 
<laughs> We're here. Uh, Hi, Roy Rogers in Front Royal. Oh, yes. Oh. There's the you get there right before you get there's a there's an off ramp before you if you're going west on 66 yep. before you get to 81. It's like exit six, I think it is. Yes, I think so. And yes. it's just I mean there's more restaurants than I'm pretty I mean, sure there's a Panda Express right there oh, as well. I, oh, there is. Oh, there is. Yeah. I was thinking about you, and then when you sent me the picture, now how? All right, let, I me, want that Panda. By the way, right. Panda Express. If you'd like to send me a Panda to put in my in my backyard like that. That would be just fine. Thank right, you. Let, let me ask you this. We've had the Panda Express debate. I, you love it. I, Look. Whatever. I'll, and I, I went 300 calories less last night. I saw that. Um, I went string bean chicken instead of orange yeah, chicken. Yeah, that sounded horrible, by the way. 300 calories. Um, it was fantastic. Okay. It was great. Let me ask you this. How? Just, just be honest. We talked about Chinese food and specifically orange chicken and how weird that tastes yesterday. How much did that inspire you? to get Panda Express for dinner last night and send me a picture. Uh, you know, actually, I can't say that that really did inspire. Kelly, Kelly just said after practice she wanted uh, orange chicken. Or, or she wanted, uh, she wanted no, she wanted lo mein. She had a taste for lo mein. Now, lo mein is really good. Right. So we text mom, and mom obviously has to sign off on it. Well, so we're like, hey, Kelly wants. I mean, Brenda calls all the shots. Kelly wants Panda Express. What do you think? Because there's a Panda Express like five minutes from our practice mm-hmm. field. So, um so she goes, okay, yeah, me too. I'm in. So that's how we ended up uh, down at Panda Express. That was basically time. her way of saying, I don't want your Salisbury steak out of the box in the microwave. See, they love that, though. They love meatloaf. They love that, that Stouffer's meatloaf. The gravy in that Stouffer's meatloaf <laughs> is fantastic. I'm just teasing with you. It, it, it's, it's fantastic. I, I, I just like to have a little bit of fun. Uh, can I tell you another fun story before we get to the back to the non-fun stuff? And I know we have calls. I don't... Again, I, I don't care. Zero to ten, I less than a zero on Carson Wentz going against the Eagles. I care so much more about special teams mm-hmm. and Joey Sly continuing to miss extra pointers than I care about Carson Wentz going against the Eagles. So like let, me, let me just extra say. Extra pointers. Extra point attempts, whatever. <laughs> uh, I, so, I care so much more about that, and I wish and I hope this fan base does as opposed to what I'm sure they – so I just ran, ran into the bathroom, right? I went to go get another drink refill, and and part of the, like I don't sleep very good at night. It's part of it is because I drink like a fish. I am just constantly drinking. Um, so what I go into the bathroom. Drinking? Well, well, <laughs> unfortunately, none of the good stuff. Uh, uh lots of sugar-free juice. Uh, but anyway, go into the bathroom, and uh, you know, I do my business number one, whatever, and I'm washing my hands, and out of the stall comes J.P. Finley. <laughs> And I said, hey, JP, what are you doing here? And he looks at me and goes, I'm taking a... I'm taking a constitutional, Christopher. I, I said, well, no, I, I actually knew what you were doing because I could see you coming out of the stall. and I could, I could hear and, you and grunting I, like a man I, during yeah. the course of your constitution. I saw you coming out of the stall, and I could smell it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so I knew what you were doing. I meant, what are you doing here on a Thursday when the Commandalorians have practice coming up? And he was trying to explain to me, and I said, well, I look out our studio window, it's yeah. supposed to rain and thunderstorm to two, and whatever. 12 to 2 is supposed to be thunderstorm. Right. So, he, so normally, as you know, because of the weird wonky radio deal that they signed, which God love them for it because they needed, you know, the money for it. 
uh, JP's like, you know, basically shipped out into the parking lot, which is what, you know, also why we couldn't broadcast from training camp or, or anything like that, uh, because it makes no sense. You can't see anything. So it was just weird to yeah, see we, him. We want to, we want to talk about you for nine hours a day. Right, exactly. They want to talk about you, you know, three hours on a Sunday right. and in between cuts of the Edmund Fitzgerald. There so. you go. So it was just weird to see him here on a Thursday. So I was just pointing that out, uh, not talking about, you know, like there were other radio shows around here that used to talk about, uh, people's bathroom habits on a regular basis we don't do that just pointing it out oh, you just did uh, though you, well you anal- you broke down you had a breakdown of uh, jp finley's number no, no, no. two it, it was just because i said what do you do and, and 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 of course i didn't want it to turn into a bit for an hour with calls that the <laughs> rooster asked such a dumb question of jp finley who JP was coming out finley's of the stall. deuce yes. it smelled uh, heavenly yes let's talk I about it i didn't want now. it to become an hour-long feature with landfill misrepresenting <laughs> what i was talking about because i was asking jp oh hey jp i wasn't expecting to see you here on a thursday but i forgot about the whole wackadoo uh situation out there with with the show and all that stuff. Anyway, just wanted to point that out. Back to the commanders. We're getting away from deuce. Hopefully they don't drop a deuce starting at 1 o'clock on Sunday. How much do you care about Carson Wentz going against the Eagles? I care not at all. Sounds like you care a little bit, right? Little I just, I, yeah, I mean, I, I look, for his own personal, for his own personal satisfaction, I hope he lights him up. I hope he lights him up. Well, that I hope way. he lights him up for the for the commanders, not for his own satisfaction or yeah, but, because but he's remember, playing the revenge tour. I, I understand that. But if he lights him up, that's good for him and it's good for the sure. commanders. I just don't want it to be because remember, he's mad though, at how he rose. Remember, him. though, he could light him up and they could still lose. Absolutely. But I don't want it to be because he's hell-bent on showing Howie Roseman how much he screwed up. Because Howie Roseman did not screw up. Period. No, I'll just say that. I mean, they made the right football move at that time. I mean, they made the right football move at that time. And look, I mean, look, that that's the great thing about it. I mean, Jim Plunkett sucked in this league for 10 years and then finally struck gold with the Raiders at the end of his career, not once but twice. He sucked. He was a number one pick in New England, and he sucked Donkey Kong in both New England and San Francisco and somehow found the fountain of youth and figured it out with the Raiders. That's the way the NFL goes sometimes. And hoping Carson Wentz can find the type of success that he's found here for two games over the course of 17. A big one this week with the Eagles. Your thoughts on it next right here in Touchdown at 10 on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.